Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Good evening and thank you for joining us to say this country is making history night tonight might just be an understatement. As we come on the air, the U.S. is on track for its largest election turnout in more than 100 years. Tonight, ballots are still being cast nationwide, even as more than 101 million people have already voted in person or by mail. But while Americans are coming together to vote, they are entering the voting booth on edge and deeply divided, with opposing views of the president's handling of the pandemic and the economy. With some early votes already being counted, a federal judge has ordered postal inspectors to sweep post offices in several major cities and across 15 states to make sure no mail-in ballots have been held up. And tonight, CBS News has learned that the U.S. went on the offense in the weeks ahead of the election, launching attacks designed to thwart interference by countries like Russia and Iran. The candidates spent the day talking with supporters and volunteers. Now they and hundreds of millions of Americans are bracing for the long night ahead. With the race tight in key battleground states, there is a real possibility we still won't know who has been elected president by tomorrow morning. There's a lot of new reporting to get to on this election night, and our team of correspondents is stationed live across the country. CBS News's Ed O'Keefe is going to lead off our coverage from here in our CBS News election headquarters. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Nora. Tonight, preparations are underway in Wilmington, Delaware, for Joe Biden to address the nation from his hometown. His team anticipates victory will be apparent, allowing him to do so by some point early Wednesday morning. Wrapping up his third bid for the White House, a journey that began with his first run 33 years ago, Joe Biden spent the final day paying respects to his late son, Beau, before once again visiting Pennsylvania to rally supporters in his hometown. My name is Joe Biden. Biden visited his boyhood home and signed one of the walls from this house to the White House with the grace of God. Later in Philadelphia, Biden attacked the president one last time from the campaign trail. He thinks that he can decide who gets to vote. 
Well, guess what? The people are going to decide who gets to be president. As goes Philly, so goes the state of Pennsylvania. Biden went into the night with an edge over the president nationwide and in Pennsylvania. But with mailed-in ballots trickling in for the next three days, the Keystone State's full results might not be known until later this week. In many states today, officials began processing record numbers of early votes, over 100 million and counting. And today, the crowds kept coming, some lining up before sunrise. I wanted to come out early, so I was here first in line or so. In North Carolina, about 200 college students marched to the polls near Raleigh. It doesn't matter your race, ethnicity, how old you are. I think it's just very important to vote because our life depends on it. And if Biden wins, he'll have done it by convincing voters like Marcus Hanna. I, I really wanted to give Trump a chance, but it's, 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 he's good on the economy and everything else. But, you know, this country is a lot more than the economy. So um, that's why my vote's going to Biden. Nationwide, no reports of widespread voter fraud or intimidation, but a federal judge ordered the U.S. Postal Service to sweep mail processing facilities to ensure no ballots were held up for delivery. The order came amid complaints about slowed-down election mail in cities like Atlanta, Detroit, Miami, and Philadelphia. Biden's running mate, California Senator Kamala Harris, who's possibly on the verge of becoming the first woman elected vice president, also made a last-minute pitch to voters outside Detroit. The Biden campaign believes they still have a path to 270 electoral votes, even if they don't win Pennsylvania. They'd have to win Michigan and Wisconsin, plus some mix of Arizona or Florida or North Carolina to make it happen. But for Biden, everything's easier and sweeter if he wins Pennsylvania, Nora. Looking forward to spending the evening here covering this election. Thank you, Ed. All right, tonight, President Trump is in the White House, where he plans to spend the evening watching returns. Earlier, he told staffers that he hasn't started thinking about a concession or an acceptance speech. If he should be defeated, Mr. Trump would be just the fourth elected incumbent in the last 100 years to lose re-election. CBS's Paula Reed is at the White House tonight. Good evening, Paula. Good evening, Nora. Our CBS News exit polling data shows today Republicans turned out in force. But the question now is whether they will keep turning up and whether it will be enough to overcome that lead that Democrats ran up in the early vote. After barnstorming the country in the last few weeks, President Trump made just one stop this election day to his campaign headquarters, where he discussed the possibility of losing. Losing is never easy. Not for me, it's not. The president trailed or was tied with Biden in most key swing states heading into today. And his decision to repeatedly downplay the pandemic in the final weeks of the campaign clashed with the reality on the ground, where the virus has peaked in the run-up to Election Day. We're rounding the turn, by the way. We understand the disease. Coronavirus Task Force member Dr. Deborah Burks gave the opposite assessment in a White House memo described to CBS News, saying the U.S. is entering the most deadly phase of the pandemic that requires much more aggressive action. Burks's assessment followed similar comments from Dr. Anthony Fauci, who became a frequent target of the president in the final weeks of this campaign. He's been wrong a lot. He's a Those attacks He's irked some advisors who complained the president's rallies were off message and lacked a clear vision for the next four years. Still, the campaign says they have a path to 270 electoral votes. 
Our campaign believes that tonight will be a landslide. Winning Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Arizona, and picking up one state in the Midwest. But no matter what, they must win Florida. And after Democrats maintained a lead in early voting across several states, they were counting on enormous Republican in-person turnout today. I have no reservations for voting for Donald Trump. He's a much better choice than Biden. The president will be watching returns tonight here at the White House. Then he is expected to host a party for several hundred people, a violation of the administration's own guidelines for preventing the spread of COVID. Nora. Paula Reed, thank you. We've had teams out speaking with voters as they left the polls to find out why they voted the way they did. CBS's Major Garrett is here to tell us what they're saying. So, Major, we're seeing some deep divides. We are seeing deep divides, Nora, and you keyed right in on it. The election, whatever happens tonight, the exit polls reveal why it happened. I want to give you glimpses into two important issues and then one on the composition of the electorate. First, biggest issue for the country, coronavirus 52, rebuilding the economy 42. All right, how is it going, according to the nation, to control the coronavirus? 51% badly, 48% well. It will come as no surprise to you, Nora. Most who think it's badly, Biden supporters. Most who think it's going well, Trump supporters. Now, composition of the electorate. One small glimpse. 2016, those who decided late, meaning in the last week, made up 13% of the electorate. This year, only 4%. Nora, you well remember, as I do, a lot of those late breakers went for Donald Trump. Now that it's a smaller portion of the 2020 electorate, that might be an encouraging sign for former Vice President Biden. They say an exciting night ahead. Thank you, Major Garrett, who will join us with the exit polls all night long. Tonight, all eyes are once again on Florida. The Sunshine State could be the first major battleground to report results this evening. And it is a reliable bellwether. The state has backed the national winner in every election since 1996. Here's CBS's Manuel Bohorkas. Within hours of the polls opening, Florida was already on pace to surpass the 9.4 million votes cast in the 2016 election. Among the hardest to predict counties is Pinellas outside Tampa. Well, in Pinellas, I know we often say that we're a purple county. And so, I mean, I hope that if we're going to be purple, then let's be purple, but just exercise your right to vote. At one point this afternoon, slightly more registered Republicans had cast ballots in Pinellas County than registered Democrats. But more than 100,000 voters with no party affiliation could tip the balance. Latinos make up nearly 17% of registered voters in Florida. And while Joe Biden leads among that group, President Trump has strong support with Cuban Americans. Nearly 64% of registered voters cast their ballots before Election Day, shattering mail-in and early ballot records here. What do you think is happening? I think people are really not taking things lightly and we're not leaving anything to chance. With only minutes to go until the polls close here in Broward County and throughout much of Florida, we are still seeing people drive up to drop off their ballots at this location. Florida has been processing and counting ballots for more than three weeks now, so we should have a good idea who wins the state later tonight. Nora? All right, Manny Bohorquez, thank you so much. Arizona is one of 17 states that started counting votes before Election Day. Officials there are working to make sure there are no doubts about the integrity of the process. Tonight, CBS's Jamie Yukas takes us inside a vote counting center in the Grand Canyon State, one of this year's surprise battlegrounds. Behind the scenes in Maricopa County, six to 8,000 mail-in and early votes are counted each hour. 
Why is it important to you that there is so much transparency? It's really important so that voters see the whole process. Transparency and security. Once ballots are run through these machines, they're transferred to a secure server behind locked glass doors. It's a system designed to defend against any outside interference. Is there any way someone could hack these results? They wouldn't be able to hack it because none of it is connected to the internet. They've been counting ballots for two weeks. Tonight, voters across the country can watch their own so-called ballot cams. Like Arizona, other battleground states started counting early and should have totals back tonight. But in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, results could take days. Officials here say their biggest job is reassuring voters. We're doing everything possible to make sure that we have a safe, a secure, and accessible election. Voters at tonight's Republican watch party will be closely following Arizona's early results as a predictor of how the rest of the country could end up voting. This state has only voted for a Democrat for president once since 1952. Nora? Jamie Ucas, thank you. Tonight, CBS News has learned that in the weeks before the election, U.S. Cyber Command conducted attacks against Russia and Iran and other countries to disrupt attempts to try and interfere in the election. CBS's Jeff Begays has more now on election night security. Good evening, Jeff. Nora, we are here in Black Lives Matter Plaza, and you can see several hundred people here behind me. They're calling this an election results watch party, a much different kind of watch party at DHS, where they have a command center that's been set up. And what they're looking for is evidence of adversaries trying to breach election systems. So far, they tell us they haven't seen any evidence of it. Also, FBI headquarters has their own. A command center set up as well, and we're told that agents are investigating robocalls that were made today, urging voters to stay home. There is no specific threat of violence. That's what our sources are telling us. However, what we're seeing across the country is a heavy, heavy police presence in city cities across America, including here in Washington, D.C. And right over here, you can see these businesses all boarded up, Nora, just in case. We've seen that heavy police presence as well. CBS's Jeff Begays, thank you. Turning now to the coronavirus pandemic, the number of confirmed cases worldwide topped 47 million today, and the global death toll is more than 1.2 million. The U.S. leads the world by far in both infections and deaths, and many states are now seeing record numbers of new cases. Here's CBS's Nikki Batiste. Americans went to the polls today in the shadow of the pandemic, a reminder of what's at stake. Anything workers and voters could touch, wiped down and sanitized. This, as Dr. Deborah Burks, a key member of the White House Coronavirus Task Force, is warning. The U.S. could see more than 100,000 new COVID-19 cases per day sometime this week. And tonight, a disturbing report on how easily the virus can spread. A CDC survey finding that over half of those living in the same household of a COVID-positive person became infected themselves within a week. 
As American families consider holiday plans, what's your advice going into Thanksgiving? My advice is to have a virtual Thanksgiving as much as possible, especially for our older and uh, others with uh, underlying medical conditions. We just cannot have the usual indoor celebrations. Dr. David Rich is president of Mount Sinai Hospital, which just released a new study showing COVID-19 is 10 times deadlier than the global 2009 swine flu pandemic. I think we're very worried that in the fall and winter, we could have another surge of cases. We could find ourselves with a very high death rate again in New York, like we saw in the spring. The director of the NIH said today, if all Americans wore masks, more than 130,000 lives could be saved between now and March. Nora? Nikki Batiste, thank you. The NFL was hit today with several high-profile COVID cases. Hall of Fame quarterback John Elway, now the general manager of the Denver Broncos, and team president Joe Ellis both have minor symptoms. And Dallas Cowboys quarterback Andy Dalton was placed on the COVID reserve list today and will miss Sunday's game. In earthquake-ravaged Turkey, a three-year-old girl was rescued from the rubble of a collapsed building today. Helmet camera video captured the incredible rescue. Crews heard her screams, and it took hours to get to her. The girl somehow survived for more than 90 hours buried alive. Oh, that just gives me the chills. If we've learned anything this campaign, it's that nothing can stop some voters from doing their civic duty. Meet Mildred Madison. She's voted in every presidential election since Truman beat Dewey. Now at 94, she believes this election is the most important. So when her absentee ballot didn't arrive in Chicago, she persuaded her son to drive her 300 miles back home to Detroit so she could vote in person. Adam Krigler's voter registration did not reach his new home in Maryland. So the 36-year-old musician did his rendition of leaving on a jet plane flying cross-country to Tucson, where he was still registered and where he voted today. And it's been 100 years since women won the right to vote, and this 100-year-old woman has never missed an election. Poll workers brought a ballot to Vincenta Cooper in an assisted living facility in Tennessee, so her streak remains intact. Coming up next, our live coverage of 2020 America Decides continues. CBS News is working to bring you the most complete, most accurate coverage from our election night headquarters right here in Times Square. And remember, if you can't watch the CBS Evening News Live, set your DVR so that you can watch us later. And that is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.